Good morning to one and all. Buenos dias a todos. Welcome to Sunrise Community Church on this Sunday after Easter. But did you know that traditionally it's still Easter? This is the Easter season. It's a season. It's not just a day. Estamos en la temporada de, de la resurrección, celebrando la resurrección de Cristo. Y, y quiero darles a todos una cordial bienvenida. I want to also welcome those who may be worshiping online with us today. Uh, we're glad you're, you're, you're able to do that. And that means uh, we hope you can be with us soon sometime if you're out somewhere uh, traveling or whatever the case may be. Maybe not feeling well, but we're glad you're here. Te queremos también saludar a los que nos están mirando en línea, adorando con nosotros donde quiera que estén. I want to just also highlight something that I mentioned last week, and that is we'd love to get to know you. If you're relatively new here at Sunrise and you're not, you know, quite sure how to get connected, we want to help you with that. Uh, queremos ayudar a los que son más nuevos a conectarse. We have a little thing called a contact card here, and there are some in the back. I see Glenda holding it up very well. Thank you, Glenda. You're doing the commercial great. All right. Uh, and so you can fill that out. You can leave it with Glenda. You can leave it with me, uh, with anyone that will know where to go with it. And we would love to just help you to get more information. Queremos dar más información. Así que llenen este, esta tarjeta de contacto para que puedan conocer un poco más de la iglesia. Um, also, we want you to know that since the weather's finally getting nicer, uh, we have available uh, some, still, some Sunrise t-shirts. These are uh, shirts with a logo on it, beautiful. They're great for just letting, getting the word out about Sunrise, but also as we do outreaches and activities, it's a great thing to wear. So if you're interested in one, they're available basically a suggested donation at cost is what I understand, but again, you can talk to uh, the ladies that will be helping with that after worship. I think it'll be out the doors and check it out. Uh, queremos también uh, que sepan que tenemos disponibles unas playeras con el logotipo de la iglesia disponibles para un pequeño donativo al costo de la, de, de la camiseta, por decirlo, y pues eh, pueden hablar y, e informarse después. So I want to take a moment right now to send our precious children out to children in worship time. And that is for our boys and girls, three years old up to fifth grade. We see them going out right now. They are running for the exit because they know they're going to have a great time. Uh, parents, if you're here for the first time and you're not sure where they're going, please feel free to follow them, find out where they are, help them to get in, and uh, they will be well cared for. Queremos despedir a los niños y padres pueden acompañar a sus hijos para ver dónde están y dónde recogerlos después. The rest of us are going to be diving into God's word. This is what we do. And we have Bibles in the back. You can use a Bible application on your phone, whatever it takes to get into God's word. That's the bottom line. Uh, so we're going to start today a brand new message series. Estamos comenzando una nueva serie de mensajes. And to do that, I want to direct your attention to our reading, which is from the gospel, the good news according to Luke chapter 8. And I'm going to read a couple of sections there. Vamos a leer de Lucas 8, un par de, de secciones. It's, the reading will be kind of divided up between verses 4 through 8, and then also verses 11 through 15. Versículos 4, 8, y después versículos 11, uh, 15. Luke is in the second half of the Bible. Uh, I think if you go to the next slide, we might have a page number there too. There it is. Uh, those page numbers correspond to the Bibles in the back. Uh, la página indica donde está el texto en las Biblias de atrás. So give you a moment to get there. And I'm going to read in English and in Spanish, kind of back and forth. Voy a leer en inglés y después cambio al español. 
So let's listen, let's look, let's receive what this is saying because this is the word of the Lord for us. Esta es la palabra del Señor para nosotros. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. De cada pueblo salía gente para ver a Jesús y cuando se reunió una gran multitud, él les contó esta parábola. Un sembrador salió a sembrar. Al esparcir la semilla, una parte cayó junto al camino. Fue pisoteada y los pájaros se la comieron. Otra parte cayó sobre las piedras y cuando brotó, las plantas se secaron por falta de humedad. Otra parte cayó entre espinos que al crecer junto con la semilla, la ahogaron. Pero otra parte cayó en buen terreno, así que brotó y produjo una cosecha del ciento por uno. Dicho esto, exclamó, el que tenga oídos para oír, que oiga. Then we go to verse 11, versículo 11. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Este es el significado de la parábola. La semilla es la palabra de Dios. Los que están junto al camino son los que oyen, pero luego viene el diablo y les quita la palabra del corazón. No sea que crean y se salven. Los que están sobre las piedras son los que reciben la palabra con alegría cuando la oyen, pero no tienen raíz. Estos creen por algún tiempo, pero se apartan cuando llega la prueba. La parte que cayó entre espinos son los que oyen, pero con el correr del tiempo los ahogan las preocupaciones, las riquezas y los placeres de esta vida y no maduran. Pero la parte que cayó en buen terreno son los que oyen la palabra con corazón noble y bueno y la retienen y como perseveran producen una buena cosecha. So I don't think I have to work very hard to convince you that we live in a world that believes in the gospel, the gospel of instant results. Nuestro mundo cree en el evangelio de los resultados instantáneos. That everything you want in life, you can get it now. In fact, you can find that message, that gospel of instant results with just a couple clicks on your computer. You can get it instantly. Uno puede tener acceso a este mensaje de resultados instantáneos instantáneamente con unos clics. I did that a few weeks ago. I started looking around on the internet and within about five minutes, I would say, entre cinco minutos, I found 
videos that show how you and I can lose 20 pounds in just two weeks. Hay un video que dice, puedes adelgazar 20 libras en dos semanas. In fact, I even found a video that you can lose 10 pounds in one day. Forget the two weeks thing. Puedes adelgazar 10 libras en un solo día. And then, of course, if you go looking around the internet, you're going to find all kinds of plans about how you can make a million dollars in one year, one month, or even one day, depending on how desperate you really are. Puedes ganar un millón de dólares en un año, un mes, o un día, dependiendo de lo desesperado que estás. And then, of course, there's my personal favorite. You can learn how to speak Spanish or any other language you want in just 30 days like a native. Puedes hablar español o inglés o cualquier otro idioma como nativo en tan solo 30 días. Wow. What's wrong with me? Took me six years of study, a semester in Spain to be able to be kind of proficient in Spanish. I've been speaking for 42 years. I still don't talk like a native. What is wrong with me? I want all my money back. I mean, I didn't click on the right video or something. Yo estudié seis años el español y después de 42 años así no hablo. Aún ahora no hablo como nativo, como ya pueden saber. So, you know, the truth is, and we know it, that the gospel of instant results is a false gospel. It's fake good news. El evangelio de resultados instantáneos es algo falso. We understand that when it comes to losing weight or when it comes to getting rich quick or when it comes to learning a foreign language. Sabemos eso en cuanto a la comida o, o el dinero o los idiomas extranjeros, but what about when it comes to the things of God? What about when it comes to growing spiritually and maturing in faith and becoming a person of integrity and character? ¿Qué pasa cuando pensamos en lo que es madurar espiritualmente en nuestra relación con Dios? I mean, think about it. If it takes time to learn how to eat right and exercise and, and to pronounce, you know, foreign words, if that takes time, si lleva un proceso para comer bien o decir palabras extranjeras, why do we expect instant results when it comes to following Jesus Christ? ¿Por qué pensamos en resultados instantáneos a la hora de seguir a Jesús? And yet it would seem sometimes that's the way we are. Now, we need to establish something here. The gospel or the, the good news of Jesus Christ, that message is a powerful message. El Evangelio de Cristo es un mensaje poderoso. In fact, the, the Bible says in Romans 1.16, it is literally the power of God to save and rescue any and all who believe. That's how powerful it is. It can transform lives. El Evangelio es poder de Dios para, para cambiar, para salvar y rescatar todos los que creen. So yes, the gospel is powerful. And that power of God is available at an instant. Yes, it is. The moment that we embrace that message and, and receive that person and turn to Jesus and trust in him, that power begins to enter into our lives and is at work. Ese poder está con nosotros instantáneamente a la hora de recibir al Señor y creer en él. We had people stand up last week and say, I, I want to start with Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. Power was there. We saw that. 
vimos el poder de Dios. And yet, once that power of the gospel comes into our lives, it can take time. It can take a process for that life-changing power to, to get into our lives and infect and affect every single aspect of our being. In fact, it's a lifelong process. Lleva un proceso, un tiempo para que ese evangelio nos afecte e infecte en toda parte. It takes time to get the, the message and the truth and the reality of Jesus' power in our thoughts, in our motives, in our words, in our actions, in our relationships. Lleva un proceso para que penetre nuestros pensamientos y acciones y relaciones. Now, why is that? ¿Por qué? Well, to understand a bit more why, we look at this story that we just read this morning from Luke chapter 8. Vemos esta historia de Lucas 8. And Jesus here is telling a parable. It's a story that I think illustrates what we're talking about. Es una parábola que ilustra lo que estamos hablando. So uh, there's a farmer who's going out to sow seeds. This is not 21st century farming. This is first century farming. No tractors, no uh, heavy equipment. No hay maquinaria aquí, pero hay un sembrador que sale a sembrar. It's just a bag of seeds and a guy who's scattering them far and wide. El esparce la semilla. Some seed actually falls out on the road. It's a hard road. It gets trampled. The seed uh, gets picked up by birds. The birds flock there and pick it up. And the seed really doesn't even get into the soil to start growing. La semilla cae un camino, es pisoteada y los pájaros se la comen y no crece. And then there's other seed. It falls on the rock, otra semilla cae en la roca, en la piedra, and it instantly sprouts up. There's instant results, yes. Es, it brota instantáneamente, but instantly it withers as well. Instantáneamente se marchita. Why? Not enough moisture, not enough root, no hay raíz, no hay humedad. And then there's Still other seed that falls into a thorn patch. Otra semilla cae entre espinos. It also grows up rather quickly, pretty instantly, but then it dies a slow, long, terrible death as the thorns grow up around it and choke it out. Después muere esta semilla porque los espinos la ahogan. And then finally the farmer hits the mark. And the seed falls on good, fertile, cultivated soil. Después cae la semilla en el buen terreno, and it sinks down deep, and it sprouts up, but it also puts roots down, brota pero echa raíces, and, and through a season, we call it the growing season, it matures and grows and finally bears a crop 100 times the seed that was sown durante una temporada crece y da frutos ciento por uno. And Jesus here, though he doesn't always do it, here he gives us the key to understanding this parable, this story in verse 11. Jesús nos da la llave, la clave de esta, de esta parábola. He says this is the meaning, the seed is the word of God. La semilla es la palabra de Dios. This is the message of the good news, the message of God's kingdom found in Jesus. Es el evangelio, mensaje del reino de Dios en Jesús. 
That's what the seed represents. Now, some of that seed, sometimes that message falls in a place where people's hearts are hardened because they've been trampled by sin and exposed to abuse and 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 addiction or whatever it is uh, they have been exposed to Satan's lies and Satan's work hay personas pisoteadas por el pecado expuestas a, a, a los, las mentiras del diablo and what happens it doesn't get in it stays on the surface and then Satan comes and sweeps it away picks it out of their lives and they forget it después viene el diablo y, y se les arrebata la semilla and then there are those like the rocky soils, como las piedras. The, the word, the seed of God's word falls there and there is, is an initial response of belief. It's exciting. This God thing, oh, I've been looking for it forever and there's almost like, oh, finally, finally, I've found what I need. People respond with joy, una respuesta de alegría, but then Monday comes. You know, Sunday, yay, God, Monday comes. And the problems are still there and it just takes time for them to, to work things out. It's like finally say, yeah, I'm still where I was. Well, this God thing's not working. It doesn't work. It's Tuesday and nothing's changed. And they walk away. El martes ya no ha cambiado nada y se van. And then there are those that, that hear that message and the seed falls into their lives and they too believe and they too are working it out. But, but then there are two major forces that begin to distract them. Después, conozco como entre los espinos hay dos fuerzas grandes. Life's pleasures and life's anxieties and pains. Los placeres y las ansiedades de la vida. And if you think about it, life is made up of a lot of those things. And those forces begin to pull and to push these people away from God and finally in the end they get choked out by both the trials and by the temptations of life. It's just like they can't win. Either way, they get taken away from God. Hay los que, que están ahogados por las pruebas y las tentaciones de la vida. So, what does it take to be good soil? That's the question that I think comes out of this parable. ¿Qué hay que hacer para ser un buen terreno? And Jesus gives us an answer here in Luke 8, 15, versículo 15. He says, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. La parte que cayó en buen terreno son los que oyen la palabra con corazón noble y bueno y la retienen y como perseveran producen una buena Cosecha. In order to receive the word of God, the message of Jesus Christ, his forgiveness, his love, his power, in order to let that word go down deep into our lives where it can sprout up and throw down roots and mature and produce a beautiful crop of fruit, Jesus says you've got to have a noble and good heart. Para que la semilla de la palabra de Dios caiga y produzca frutos, hay que tener un corazón noble y bueno. In other words, your heart needs to be like good soil. Hay que tener un corazón como buen terreno. Broken up. Cultivated. 
flexible, soft, open, quebrado, cultivado, flexible, blando, abierto. Your heart is like that there. Then the word of God can sink down in deep. And, and then when you hear the word and you let that word into your heart and your heart is open, broken, soft, flexible, you hang on to it. You retain it. You keep it. Hay que retenerla. And then persevere. Keep on keeping on until it bears the fruit of a transformed life. Hay que retenerla, conservarla y perseverar en ella para que dé frutos de una vida transformada. In James 1.22, we get some insight here into what, what Jesus is talking about. I want to refer you to that passage just a little further on. Santiago 1.22. James 1.22, the Apostle James writes this. He says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. No se contenten solo con escuchar la palabra, pues así se engañan ustedes mismos. Llévenla a la práctica. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. El que escucha la palabra pero no la pone en práctica es como el que se mira el rostro en un espejo Y después de mirarse se va y se olvida enseguida de cómo es. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, that's the word of God, and continues to do it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Quien se fija atentamente en la ley perfecta que da libertad y persevera en ella no olvidando lo que ha oído, sino haciéndolo, recibirá bendición al practicarla. The key then, the key is not simply to listen to a great word about God and then walk away expecting magical instantaneous results. La clave no es escuchar y después irse esperando un resultado mágico. No. The key is to put God's word into practice by continually receiving it, remembering it, and then actually doing what it says. Hay que poner por obra la palabra de Dios al recordarla, recibirla, y continuamente hacer lo que dice. Do that. Persevere in this, not forgetting it, but doing it, James says, and you will be blessed. You'll be fruitful. You become transformed. Hagan esto y serán bendecidos, dice Santiago. What the Bible's talking to us about here is cultivating faith-filled obedience. Se trata de cultivar la obediencia llena de fe. Cultivating faith-filled obedience. It's a mouthful, but that's a title of the series of messages that I would like to begin today and for the next six or seven Sundays, we'd like to consider this theme of cultivating faith-filled obedience. Queremos empezar una serie de mensajes sobre cultivar la obediencia llena de fe. Now, I want to kind of take apart those words so you understand what we're talking about. Cultivate. It's a farming term. Cultivar. It means to develop something by constantly working at it. 
es desarrollar algo trabajándolo. You cultivate soil by turning it over and over and over again and you keep working at it until it gets in the right shape. Cultivas el, un buen terreno volteándolo una y otra vez para trabajarlo. What we're talking about is cultivating. Obedience. Obediencia. Now there's everybody's favorite word. What is that? It's about following a pattern. It's about following a, a, a set or a, a, a way of living. Se trata de seguir un patrón. And what's the obedience about? It's about obeying and following the pattern set for us by Jesus. His way, his life. Se trata de seguir el patrón de Jesús. And as we do this, as we cultivate obedience following the pattern of Jesus, we must understand what our motivation is. Our motivation is faith. Not fear-filled obedience, because if I don't, I'm going to get squashed. Not guilt-filled obedience, because I really ought to be doing this, but I know I'm not very good at it. Not pride-filled obedience, because, hey, look at me. I am really earning my way with God now, aren't I? That's not the kind of obedience we're talking about. No se trata de obedecer por, eh, por culpabilidad o por miedo o por orgullo. No, we're talking about faith-filled obedience. I obey, I follow Jesus because I trust him. I believe he died, gave up his life for me on the cross. He's risen from the dead with resurrection life and I want to follow him. If someone's died for you, he's someone you can trust. Quiero seguir a Jesús porque murió por mí y resucitó por mí. And it's following him, trusting that when Jesus says, here's the way to go, this is the way to live, it's the best way. And it's going to lead to the very best destination possible. Abundant life here and now and eternal life to come. Nos va a llevar de la forma mejor posible, la mejor forma a la al destino mejor posible, la vida eterna y la vida abundante. So that's what we're talking about, cultivating faith-filled obedience. And so the message of Jesus Christ does have power. It has power to begin activating a change. It activates change in our heads. It activates a change in our hearts. It activates a change in our hands and the way we live. El Evangelio activa un cambio en, nuestro, en nuestra cabeza, en nuestro corazón y en nuestro comportamiento. And cultivating faith-filled obedience is about growing this in this every single day. Cultivating my faith through obedience. At the very beginning of his ministry in Mark chapter 1 verse 15, Jesus said something very important. Marcos 1:15, Jesús dijo algo importante. He said, "The time has come, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news." Se ha cumplido el tiempo, decía Jesús, el reino de Dios está cerca, arrepiéntanse y crean las buenas nuevas. So let's break that down a little bit. First of all, you've got the seed of God's word in here. Hay la semilla de la palabra. What's the word? What's the message? God's kingdom has come near. El reino de Dios está cerca. The rule of God. The reality of God. The power of God is near. The power to forgive, change, and heal. 
la realidad y el reino y el poder de Dios está cerca. So what are you going to do with that? If you accept that God is near and his power is near, repent. Arrepiéntanse. Turn away from an old pattern, old ways of thinking, old ways of being motivated, old ways of seeking and acting. Dejen viejos patrones de pecado. Leave behind sin and believe. Crean. How do you... How do you express faith? How do you express belief? Obey. Follow Jesus in a new way. Obedezcan y sigan a Jesús. It's kind of what Cody was talking about earlier, right? That, that if I'm depressed, I have an opportunity to leave an old pattern of thinking about myself, whether that's I'm thinking of myself as a victim or I'm thinking of myself as, as, uh, as a problem or as unloved or whatever I'm thinking. And I'm going to believe and trust and act in a new way into a new pattern. Romans 1.5 calls this the obedience that comes from faith. Es la obediencia que viene de la fe. I like how Romans 6.17 puts it. Here's another scripture. Romanos 6.17. This is what it says. It says, Thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you used to be in that pattern of sin and, and, and doing what sin does. Though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You're now obeying in a new pattern, living in a new pattern. Gracias a Dios que aunque antes eran esclavos del pecado en ese patrón, ya se han sometido de corazón a la enseñanza que les fue transmitido. Transmitida. Es obedecer de corazón a la enseñanza que les fue transmitida. So what we're talking about here is not snap your fingers, I'm a changed person. It's about learning a new pattern. It's about learning how to move uh, and to walk, and you might even say learning how to dance with God. Se trata de aprender a moverse y hasta bailar con Dios. Now, I'm not a great dancer, okay? And one of the things I know about dancing is that you have to keep at it if you're going to be good. I'm sorry, those videos about you can learn to tango in 30 minutes, uh-uh. Not so, at least not for me. There's an author by the name of Robert Flayhart, and he talks about learning the gospel waltz. Un autor habla de aprender el waltz del evangelio. Learning the gospel waltz. Now, I may have tried waltzing a time or two, but I think it's three steps. Three steps to a waltz. Hay tres pasos en un waltz. One, two, three. One, two, three. Three steps. Here's the gospel waltz, according to this man. The gospel waltz is repent, believe, obey. Arrepiéntanse, crean, y obedezcan. Not just one and done. You don't do a waltz by saying one, two, three. Hey, I waltzed. No, you got to keep going. Repent, obey, repent, believe, obey. Repent, believe, obey. Arrepiéntanse, crean, y obedezcan. Or, if you will, flee, faith, fight. Flee, 
Faith, fight. Huye, ten fe, lucha. Flee. Flee the idols of sin that hold you captive. Huyan de los ídolos de pecado. Faith. Believe in the love and the forgiveness of Jesus for you. Trust in him. Crean en, en el evangelio de Jesús. And then, when you fled and when you've believed, fight. Fight every single day to live in the new way. To follow Jesus. Luchen cada día para seguir a Jesús. Flee faith. Fight. Repent. Believe. Obey. And as we continually do this, God will begin to produce fruit in our lives. Dios va a producir frutos. What kind of fruit? Well, the fruit of his spirit. El fruto del espíritu. What's the fruit of the spirit? Galatians says it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, amor, alegría, paz, paciencia, amabilidad, pues bondad, fidelidad, humildad, dominio propio. That's the fruit that begins to come out of our lives. Not instant, but it's deep and it's good. So each week in this series, we're going to be uh, working on taking steps to cultivate faith-filled obedience to Jesus, the one who's died and risen for us. Vamos a estar trabajando pasos para cultivar la fe llena de obediencia. And so for this next week, in fact, I am going to share with you a little card that I want to invite you to take and uh, consider working through these steps this week. Three simple steps that I would like you to, to try this week. Hay tres pasos. Step one, I want to invite you to just simply memorize or read over and over again James 1.22. Luchen y memoricen Santiago 1.22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Do what it says. No se contenten solo con escuchar la palabra, pues así se engañan ustedes mismos. Llévenla a la práctica. Try to memorize that because that's a key to what we're doing here. Let that get in your head and eventually into your heart. Step two, consider this question. Where does my behavior reflect a lack of faith in Jesus? Consideren esto. ¿Dónde refleja mi comportamiento una falta de fe en Jesús? Where am I acting out or behaving in ways that show that in that area of my life, I struggle to believe what Jesus says is true? Think about it. It might take a day or two to think, to come up. Yesterday, I got mine. I found mine yesterday. I know where I got to work. Oh, my goodness. It's humbling, and it's like, oh, God, I need to change. Ayer yo pude ver donde yo necesito cambiar. And then the third step is this. Yeah, what can you begin to do this week to begin to change your behavior in some way or to change your attitude or to turn from the way you've been living to something else? ¿Qué puedes hacer esta semana para empezar a cambiar ese comportamiento? Maybe it's just a chunk of it. Maybe it's not the whole thing. That's okay. Repent, believe, obey. Repent, obey, believe. Flee, faith, fight. Flee, faith, flight, fight. Can't even say it. It's a tongue twister. Huye, ten fe, lucha. 
Things may not change overnight. I'm not going to snow you. They may not change overnight. Las cosas a lo mejor no van a cambiar de un día al otro. But with time, with repetition, and most of all, with the power of God, who says, I'll never leave you, Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Cody reminded us of that. With the love and power of God, we can develop obedience muscle memory. Where it's just, it just flows out of us to want to go where Jesus is going. Con el tiempo, la repetición y sobre todo el poder de Dios que está con nosotros, podemos obedecer más automáticamente. So I want to pray with you right now and, and we'll get you these cards after the, after the uh, service. But let's ask God to help us learn this gospel dance. Let's ask him to help us cultivate faith-filled obedience. Vamos a pedir a Dios que nos ayude a cultivar la obediencia llena de fe. God, I, I admit that this, this, uh, Word is a good word. It may not be a feel-good word. <laughs> it may be a challenging word for us, but it is good. Esta palabra es una palabra que nos reta de forma positiva, Señor. And I get excited when I think about the next few weeks and how we can grow. I get excited when I think about growing in my own life, but also seeing others grow. And that's my prayer mi oración es para que yo y otros podamos crecer en nuestra fe. What would it look like for us as a church to cultivate faith-filled obedience to you? Help us with this. Ayúdanos, Señor Jesús. Thank you that you've given us everything we need. You've given us the good seed of your word. Tenemos la buena semilla de tu palabra. And you've given us your Holy Spirit. And Lord, we want to give you our hearts. Te damos nuestro corazón. And we ask that you would open us up where our hearts are hard. Help us to be broken, flexible, open, soft to your message. Ayúdanos a tener corazones no duros, sino blandos, flexibles hasta quebrantados. And we trust that you have a great plan. Lord, I, I bless my brothers and sisters in Christ here, I bless those who are brand new in their faith. Lord, let them not be discouraged. Let them know that you will do the work over time. Que los que son nuevos en la fe no se desanimen, pero sino que sepan que, que, que tú vas a hacer una buena obra con ellos. We thank you most of all for that promise that says, God who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion through Jesus Christ. Gracias por la promesa que Dios que comenzó tan buena obra en nosotros la irá perfeccionando en Cristo Jesús. We praise you and we love you and we give you ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. Gracias, Señor Jesús. It's in your name we pray. Amen.